Hey family, tonight I want to speak on some positive things that one of my kings, Daniel Lucas, is doing for our youth and the betterment of our people in general. Um, if you all remember Thomas the Tank, the talking subway car cartoon series from back in the day, it was published on PBS. Um, that's channel 13 for my up North people, but, um, you can kind of retract it. Even to this day, you can still find the subway series on YouTube and things of that nature. But my brother, Daniel Lucas has basically reinvented this times 30, um, called, uh, his railroad series is called Reggie the Redbird. And I think it's, 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 it's so imperative to our youth because the subway cars, not only do they relate to the everyday person up in NYC and Chicago. And if you're wondering to yourself why it's only catered and it's not only catered as far as the publishing goes, it's the, the personalities is based off everyday people uh, who live in NYC and Chicago, particularly because those two states, um, the the subway cars, the railroad system is heavily used, heavily populated, um, particularly in that's the the main way of public transportation um, up in NYC and Chicago. So not only are they talking subway cars, but they all have their own personalities. Um, and, and they're based on characters that we see every day and that he knows personally, but he's also incorporated the teachings of engineering, even to creating his own real life, uh, model subway cars. He's heavily experienced with the railroad. Um, but this man is, is absolutely talented. Once you see these subway cars, you would really think that you're looking at a real life miniature of a real subway car. Um, you can always go to Bring Back Our Kings on Facebook um, and check out the collection for yourself. Um, in addition to creating the subway cars, he has turned the talking subway cars into a mini comedy series. He has a book um, that he goes uh, and reads to the youth um, every Thursday up in the Bronx, New York. Um, and and I'm, I'm so blessed to be on a platform with him because he's bringing, um, he's teaching our children about engineering, but also getting them involved into reading again, uh, which is a wonderful thing. Storytelling. That's a beautiful thing. Um, so again, go and bring back our Kings on Facebook. Um, I also be putting a sub up some things on Instagram, bring back our Kings on Instagram. But, um, tonight he has the full, full platform. Um, all of our, myself and the rest of the brothers, we all are doing, um, additional things for the betterment of our people nowadays. So I really wanted to give him the spotlight. This is not about me. This is about bring back our Kings. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Daniel Lucas, a.k.a. Daniel Austin, also named Abdul Kabir Aki. It's my Muslim name. Uh, what I want to do today is I'm going to and stuff. A venture of mine I've been doing. It's an ongoing adventure, okay, about a comedy series about a talking subway car named Reggie the Redbird. 
and the talking subway car series. Uh, the concept of this right here started back in 2008. I collect model trains. Uh, for those out there that know me, very far, few in between, and so so many people out there that now and they're getting to know me. You can follow me on YouTube, and you can follow me on Facebook. Okay, and uh, there's a lot of things I do by hand. Okay, I'll tell you a little bit about how it started. Okay, uh, again, I collect model trains. I was in college at the time, and I was working overnight, okay, as a scan analysis at Target in the Bronx, uh, where I'm from. Um, so I started off with four cars. Okay, I didn't think much of it, but, you know, um, you know, it was something out there that I just had to have because, uh, you know, to have your hand on the uh, on, on, on the New York subway train, you know, that was great, you know. So eventually, you know, I started collecting more subway cars. Sadly, there was a tragedy that had happened, okay, with, uh, you know, a seven-month-old baby and stuff. My household was, you know, pretty much grief-stricken. And uh, so, you know, because of, you know, situation at the time with the healthcare crisis and, you know, what the poor child was facing at the time, you know, I had these subway cars, okay? And I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and really think about something here about a concept. I mean, I got these trains. So I said, why don't we go ahead and focus on a sentiment of education. So I used my skills, my collections, my talents and everything, and I put two and two together as a master of ceremonies. You know, somebody out there that can, you know, can create a story, elevate from just being a rapper, but can you tell a story? I mean, from the Bronx, being from the Bronx, I mean, you should be able to tell a story. And that's how Reggie the Redbird came to be. Okay, the first four characters I started off with was that of Reggie, okay, Alfie the Agreeable, uh, Jamel and Murray. Okay, these were class R21 subway cars. Okay, uh, the background to the subways, okay, to the Reggie the Redbird subway cars. Uh, why did they call them Redbirds? Well, the, much of the number lines in the Bronx, you know, they traveled on uh, overhead viaducts, okay? So, you know, much of the six train, the two and the five train, the number four, and the number one, okay, traveled on, um, you know, I'm saying overhead, you know, over, you know what I'm saying, various boulevards, major trunk lines and whatnot. Okay, so uh, I say 40% of New York subways do travel above ground or in open cuts, uh, viaducts, and, you know, but much of it is underground. However, you know, from being from the Bronx, we used to see the trains above ground, okay, grade separated. So, you know what I'm saying? They had an elevator. It was on three-track elevators. And you know what I'm saying, and they they served much of the lines throughout the northern communities of the Bronx and stuff. So, you know, um, I started, you know, I really put two and two together, and I started making these characters up based off of 
you know, actual individuals. Reginald Holly, okay, who was a Bama, you know, country guy, Geechee guy. And, but my, it was somebody that was really extraordinary, very special, okay, extravagant individual. He didn't ask for much, but my aunt really loved him. And my aunt, you know, she really raised, she took me from the streets and, you know, pretty much saved my life, okay. You know, I turned out to be the guy I am now because of my aunt, okay. So I, um, that Reggie, Reggie was a, you know, he was a, you know, somebody that could, you know, that could get along with everybody, okay. You know what I'm saying? And so I based the subway car on him. You know, Reggie and stuff, man. And he got into a bad accident and, you know, he's permanently disabled now and stuff. And it really broke my aunt's heart. So another character, okay, is that of Alfie the Agreeable. Uh, my brother, okay, he was, you know, he was special needs. But he was like, uh, how can I say, um, he, you would, he would remind you more of Bismarcky or somewhat and stuff. And uh, unfortunately, in 2013, you know, he transitioned back to the essence and stuff. The uh, You know, his uh, health, you know, got the best of him. You know, the poor health got the best of him. And, you know, he transitioned and that really took me away. You know, that really was one of the catalysts on why I went on the head and reverted to Islam. But uh, Alfie, you know what I'm saying, lives on as one of the characters. He's the subway car with the glasses. Okay, he's a reasonable subway car, I could say. Uh, Murray, Murray is somebody, I'm, in fact, I'm holding the character of Murray. I've super detailed him, okay, his undercarriage. And he's a character I've made up, okay? He's got a funny voice. I'll give you a quick demonstration. Yeah, well, I'm on the podcast, so, you know, I'm... <laughs> You know, I'm glad I'm just not in the water. But, you know, they got me traveling in the subway and, you know, in the museum series, but New York gets kind of busy. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I do the voiceovers and everything. And then there's another subway car. He's a mean subway car. He represents Brooklyn. His name is Jamel. He's another made-up subway car. Loosely based off of people that I know, but, you know what I'm saying? He's the one. He's just He just got an attitude. He's just... So Brooklyn. And then there's the next set of subway cars, another set of four subway cars. And those guys are based off of, you know, some people I've worked with from the company of Target. Okay. Uh, Hector. Okay. He's the Hispanic speaking subway car. He's based off of a good friend of mine, Nelson Balaguer. Okay. Uh, you know, for he's, he's marked up for the six train, um, and stuff. So he's got, you know, he's he's tagged up in, you know, a lot of things that represent the Latin community. Okay, the Latin flag and everything, and you know, you see him on the on the six line, and then you got James. Okay, based off of a friend of mine, James Jones and Mike Jones. Okay, those two out there, they are from, you know, the off the two and the five line. So they're interchangeable. Okay. And then and stuff, there's another guy, we call him the gentle giant. His name is Greg Ward. Okay, and he's uh he's originally from Queens. And I have him specially decorated 
from the old world's fair line. Okay, uh, the number seven train was painted in a uh, turquoise blue color sheen, okay, uh, blue and cream sheens, okay, back in the days when I was younger, okay, and it represented the uh, seven trains world fair um, colors and stuff, so I haven't painted that. And eventually it was two more cars, 10 to 10th cars that made up a uh, subway car that I made. And Roth. Roth is all sees the uh, West Indian cars based off of uh, a friend of mine named Raphael Andrew, okay, who I've known for several years. Now, with all these subway cars, okay, I have a background, which either which all of them and stuff, you know, the storyline is it's it's extensive and it uh tells you a whole lot, you know, it gives you the ideas, little scenarios that they go through and how they deal with people throughout the city. And not only the city, but it's kind of like a flip side of the city, okay? It's family friendly, okay? It's, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, you got, you know, traffic, the buses, you know, there's a lot of cars, it's a lot of details in the building. And it's like, you know, it'll give you a for those who remember Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, well, I'll be like more of a Mr. Rogers, okay? And I'll be telling the story, okay, of various situations that they go through. The layouts and stuff are built for modules all by me. I've hand-built everything. I've put together the, uh, you could see this on Facebook, and then I'm going to put some more on YouTube. Okay, to give you an idea, you know, you could see, you know, some of the things that I've hand put together. I was working on a elevated subway station and you could see, you know, where my creativity lies and stuff. And, uh, you know, the time that it took, the money, everything comes out of my pocket. And so and it's not to be selfish, anything It's just. No other manufacturers out there can make they haven't focused or made anything New York based, okay, as far as public transportation in a model HO scale. And um, where I'm doing it at is in an office, uh, 2744, excuse me, 2477 uh, Webster Avenue. It's the office of Mrs. Shaniqua Charles. She's running for the 78th District Assemblywoman. Okay, and uh, you know, so I, I was introduced to her by K Born Rivers. Okay, he's uh, he introduced me to her, and I have at least a little over 50 feet to work with. Okay, so I got a nice little size. Okay, where the trains out there could be, you know, either I could do the 10 car length <clears throat> or I could do. You know what I'm saying? Five car increments out there, you know, kind of a compressed type situation because, again, you know what I'm saying? Each of the subway cars out there is a storyline. And, you know, as there's definitely there's different, uh, you know, the two genders, the male and female. Okay. Uh, there is, you know, also mainline trains. Um, so I'm working on getting the licenses to use certain railroads okay you know like amtrak 
You know, you need a license, okay, to use, you know, their logos, trademarks, and everything. And then I freelance a whole lot, okay? So I have my melanated-owned version of Amtrak called LTA PC. A lot of my freelance railroads is based off of my late brother, Alfie Tremaine Lucas, okay? A.K.A. Alfie the Agreeable and stuff so you know what i'm saying a lot you'll see a lot of stuff with lta adorned on them to preserve his memories and stuff now each one of these people out there the main characters in the series i chose them because they they have some significance okay a lot of us you know what i'm saying we've not drifted apart it's just that you know when you when I, like right now i've i've doing security for the railroad. So I don't see a lot of people as much, you know. And we kind of like all drifted apart. You know, everybody's got families now. You know what I'm saying? So Target, you know, it's the Target in the Riverdale section of the Bronx is, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, we established we established a bond. Uh, then you got the Bronx Terminal. Okay, that's where I uh, met up with uh, Shana and stuff and uh that's why i'm here and stuff on this podcast explaining to you about reggie and stuff i've had you know relatives they're like oh, a lot of people they don't think that's corny and stuff man i was daggone 40 year old messing with trains and stuff and you know it's actually the antithesis okay it's been positive results in fact so much so so a lot of people are like, wow, you know, they're actually reliving and finally getting a chance to, you know, realize a fantasy and a dream and, you know, ignite a fascination that most melanated people in the inner city, you know, was missing. You know what I'm saying? Especially the relationship between melanated folks and trains and the railroad as a whole. Now, what uh, what is the deal with this model trains, okay, this fictional story of a flip side of New York of talking subway cars? Again, it's a comedy series. You know what I'm saying? Each one of the subway cars, different ethnic backgrounds, you know what I'm saying? Like Raphael, okay, Raphael's painted in more of a West Indian type fashion and stuff whereas Greg is painted in the World's Fair sheen. James you know is painted back in like you know has somewhat of a feel of the New York Yankees and stuff where Mike has the MJ okay and in a navy blue and kind of like industrial orange sheen you know what I'm saying, and stuff. So they have different things out there, and there's background stories excuse me, that I'm going to add to how they got to where they got. Okay. The subway cars, <clears throat> they don't, they don't, they're, they're, the actual subway cars are no longer in service in real life. Only time you're going to see something like them is in the nostalgia train, the train of many colors. Uh, hosted by the New York City Transit Museum. That's what you're going to see. And you can catch these subway cars at the New York City Transit Museum in Hoyt Skirmerhorn in Brooklyn. 
okay, downstairs, not too far from the courthouses and the MTA headquarters, where you could get a you know a good look and feel of you know what the subway cars look like when I was young and stuff. And what most of us has been in New York back in the days, the things we used to ride and stuff. So you know, the subway cars nowadays, you know, it's redundant and stuff that, you know, everything's, you know, uh, stainless steel, you know, everything's starting to look the same and stuff, but that's technology for you. So, but back in the days, okay, what made the subway so significant with, you know, a lot of the inner city personnel is you got to look out the front for one thing. Okay, so anything the motorman saw is the very same thing that you would see and stuff, be it the front or the back. Well, nowadays, that's not the case because after September 11th, you know, they kind of walled everything off. So you don't get to see. It's like, you know, one thing about trains, when you're riding in the front or the back, it's what's the excitement, what's the thrill? It's like riding every day. You're riding a roller coaster. So for those out there that don't live in the inner city, okay, this will give you an idea. Okay, what was what's so fascinating about a subway train? Just to get me to and from work. Well, you're gonna you go out the front and you take an express train. It's again, it's like riding a roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? The stuff, man. When the train accelerates and twists and turns through the tunnel, is equivalent to you going to great adventures or the Bush Gardens or somewhere, except it's just in a more straighter manner and stuff. So I guess that's a good way to give you an idea of the fascination of trains in the inner city, such as the New York City subway. You got to look out the front and it's just like riding a roller coaster and stuff. And then you really look at it and the way it's designed, the way that they tie into different lines, is kind of fascinating. So picture that, okay, in a small scale, when you're picking up the subway car with your hand, okay, as a model, and you're looking like, wow, I can't believe when I was young, I used to ride these very same things and stuff. So that right there give you an idea okay, on some of the fascinations with the train, with the subway train. Same thing with, you know, long-distance trains or Metro North, you know, or Long Island Railroad. You know, if you got a chance to look out the front, okay, again, it's just like riding a roller coaster. It's just a little slower, okay, but it's just as exciting, you know what I'm saying, and stuff. It's not as you know, exhilarating, but, you know, you would get the feel, the idea, okay, of, you know what I'm saying, what man has put together and stuff. So, you know what I'm saying, and then when you're looking from the outside, okay, just like, you know, me working alongside of it and you're looking at the infrastructure and you be in, you have no choice but to be in awe of how they put, every, how they put everything together and how so much of this equipment and infrastructure lasted so long, okay? You know what I'm saying? And just like at 
uh, Shaniqua Shaw's office, okay, the modules that I'm putting up, building them hand piece by piece, you know, and stuff, man, and how sturdy they become because of the investment, the time, the work that I put inside, okay? What are you, what is the people going to get out of this? What are the children going to get out of this besides a bit of laughter and comedy? Well, it's a whole lot of things. You know what I'm saying? It impacts, you know what I'm saying, education in a positive manner. That is, okay, when the children are looking at the actual model of the train, because it's not a toy, he's a high-end dollar model. So when they look at the model, it's not something that you ride, run, you know, pick up a controller and running around a Christmas tree. No. This why he actually run these trains actually, you know, they're electronically sound and they do act and roll and move just like what you see when you take public transportation. Okay. What the children will see, okay. This go what I'm implementing, what I'm trying to implement this is to go back into a classroom setting. When kids out there are having fun learning, that's when you get the sound impact, okay, of giving back to the youth. Okay, with Shaniqua Charles and what I've asked her, when she gets in the office, okay, take the take the proposal up to Albany, okay, should they ever find a way to eradicate this this pandemic and the kids go back to the classroom or if the classroom will be online but the kids out there will not be cheated okay the kids out there they can learn how to math they'll learn math they'll learn electronics they'll learn architecture they'll learn carpentry they'll learn civil engineering and a plethora of everything out there that they can take when they get older, okay? So when they get older, be it it's a single-parent household or both parents, mom and dad, inside the house, okay, raising the kids. That means once they get older, okay, once they finish high school, instead of you taking that money, okay, that you saved up for them to go to college, the children out there, the youth, would already have everything they need to know, okay, to either start a business or to go out into the world and get a legitimate high-paying career. You could take that very same money that you was going to spend in college for them, for their tuition, for their books and everything, and you could take that and they can move into a, their own apartment or they could take 5000 of that in an investment and turn around and start their own business. With that being said, they can go ahead and they can wean off of the system, both Democrat and Republican, okay? And they can stress independence, financial literacy, and everything that'll come with that. So now, okay, you don't have to give your money to some university or some other kind of college, which I know people that's been to college, has got master's degrees, got doctors. I know a guy right now 
as staying in Dagborn Bedford and Atlantic homeless shelter. And he has a doctrine, a bachelor's, and a master's degree. Okay, but because of the city, the inner city, okay, and stuff, he has not, he's competing for with everybody. So, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole lot of things out there that could come about, you know, with business ownership and stuff. So, whereas, you know, a lot of people out there, they're taking their money and stuff, and they're not getting more bang for their buck and stuff. And that's one of the that's one of the main holy grails. Okay, uh, you know what I'm saying? When they when you get these skills and everything, and you cannot apply them. A lot of people out there with those high-paying degrees, okay, you know, supposed high-paying degrees that to, should get you these high-paying jobs. Okay, which is based on the position and not the person. Okay, you know what winds up happening? They take their money and stuff, man. They can't. They're working at Taco Bell or somewhere. Okay, so they wasted their money. You know what I'm saying? They wasted all their money, their efforts, and everything and stuff. And you know what I'm saying? And stuff. People out there, they retire. You know, they work these jobs because that's what it is. They're not enjoying their job. You know, they work at these firms. They work at enriching someone else, okay, and they're not, re they're not able to relive their dream. And that's where some people out there, they're forced to go into the military, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with going into the military. But again, you know what I'm saying? These limited options a lot of these kids are presented with. With today's system, you know what I'm saying? The stuff they, you know, they, they, a lot of kids out there, you know, they, it makes a lot of people unhappy because they're not able to relive their, their dreams and stuff. So what Reggie and the Reggie the Redbird and the Talk of Subway Car Series, it, it reinvigorates, okay, it re-inspires, it sparks that imagination. It's done so with a lot of sisters up in the Bronx, even in Brooklyn. Even in Queens, I've had gang members, okay? They're like, listen, to get down and when they look at what they, what I have going on here, they have taken, they, they, they want to leave the streets and they want to go ahead and they see that there's somebody out there that's showing them that they can go out there and, you know, be the man that they want to always be. Okay, because somebody's actually seeing a fascination that they once had, but they didn't. But so much in time and so much things is going on to where people out there seek validation. They feel like they got to seek validation with the people and stuff. They peers, they friends, peer pressure, and everything. They feel like they need that validation, and they can't relive their dreams, and that's a bad thing. And with Reggie the Redbird, and what I'm seeing, what I'm observing, when these people out there see what I got going, it's actually sparked the imagination, and they're ready to take things to the next level and stuff. I've heard stories, you know what I'm saying, from, you know, when parents was, you know, a factor in the household, okay? I've heard stories about uncles, dads, grandfathers, and everything that did have, you know, a model train layout in their basement, and everything. And you know what I'm saying? They're like, wow, I remember such a time 
okay, when I did feel like, you know what I'm saying, there was a household, a good family setting. But as time goes by within the inner city, it feel like they, that was taken away and stuff. And a lot of people, a lot of brothers and even a lot of sisters felt like, you know, this out there just, you know, it was taken away from them. It was upsurped from them and stuff. So, you know, their life became somewhat redundant and stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? Bringing this back, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, I've had a guy actually cry to me. You know, I've had guys, stuff, I, I, gang members, I've had gang members, you know, shed tears. And they're like, wow, man, I've never seen it at this level. I'm melanated people. You would not ever think that, you know what I'm saying, what a model train can do and stuff. And I said, yes, this right here is, and I said, I'm doing this on purpose. I got fellas out there. We do the same thing as that, that model train, that collect high-end dollar model trains that have basements, that have layouts, that have modules, that could build all kind of stuff and stuff. And I said, rather than us keeping it to ourselves, like, we know about an F40PH, a model locomotive. We know about, you know what I'm saying, cold gondolas or boxcars, steam engines. We could tell, we could talk all day about it. But a lot of people out there, they don't know. A lot of people within the inner city, all they knew was the train just took me from work to go home and back, you know. But I always wondered at somewhere down the line, how does all of this stuff work? And so people out there got to experience and got to know how they got from point A to point B. How did everything get built? Okay, what such and such is for? How does this stuff work? And they get fascinated. And the thing out there that sparked me to get that drive is the children. They love it. They're like, wow, man. I know kids out there, okay, within that district and several other districts within the Bronx. And they're like, you know, nobody's ever really paid this type of attention to me. I've never known this level of you know, I've never known anything about this type of transportation, you know, and stuff, man. And now they got to see what are they traveling in, you know, where they're going, you know, and stuff, man. To I've had, you know, even relatives tell me, people ain't going to be fascinated with that, you know, and say, ain't going to be fascinated. What's up with the rap music, you know, that's where their mind is, okay? And a lot of people have not been realizing their dreams, okay, and what they really want to do. And as far as the sisters are concerned, I'm very impressed. I never thought in my wildest dreams, the sisters in society, okay, in in stereotyping in the eyes of much of the masses, you know, they look at most people, they look at, you know what I'm saying, a melanated sister, oh, she got to dress nice. You got to dip her. She got to be dressed up. She got to be, you know, had a nice jewels, dangling rings and all of that stuff, hair made up, face made up. She got to look fine. She got to shake her behind in the club. That's the mentality. 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? She got the daggone find the best fella. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Say his desires. Lion saying to say her desires. But with this done, okay, with Reggie the Redbird and with the model trains, a lot of sisters out there, I'm pulling, I'm pulling up right now. A lot of sisters out there, we're, we're actually showing that sisters is just as good as a man can operate a two-mile-long freight train just as good as a man. I put up a post about that, you know, about, uh, you know, sisters actually partaking into, you know what I'm saying, the world of the railroad, you know what I'm saying, and, and women, women in general, okay? Most people are like, you know, they need to be in the kitchen. They need to be in the, they facing the pillow behind up in the air, okay, and pumping out babies. That's the mentality of most stagnant persons out there. But not knowing that, you know, a woman could be just as good as an engineer, especially a melanated woman. So there's a whole lot of things, a plethora of things that can come out of this thing. I see the potential, I see growth. I see twinkle in people's eyes out there that I've never thought would have ever happened. I would have thought, you know what I'm saying, and stuff, man, and some of my people's expectations are they the females, they're going to be like, ah, shoot, my grandfather, you know, she used to work on the train and, you know, he did this, he retired now, and you know what I'm saying, and not know, you know, the insides and outside of the business of the railroads. You know what I'm saying? But again, what I've experienced was the total antithesis of that type of mentality. That the finest sisters out there love to get their hands dirty. Would pick up a daggone 80 pound knuckle of a daggone rail car and go replace it. Walk that mile and a half to go ahead and replace a knuckle on a broken car and stuff and come back to the front of the engine, jump on, throttle up and roll out because, you know, in her mind, she got to feed the babies and take care of her household and stuff. And she's just as good as she can do the job, just as good as a man. With this right here, okay, you know, I've seen, you know what I'm saying, uh, Shaniqua Charles, you know, her eyes lit up seeing this stuff. Let me put all this stuff together. Her and her husband, her little sister, are the sub. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And several other they friends or whatever. They saw this and they were like, wow. A lot of women out there, a lot of melanated women. And I speak about the melanated women and Milano women a lot because and as well as well as uh Spanish women. They see this because with stay man people out there, they always think that they would not be interested in nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? And stuff. You just a you just a brother with a with a childhood dream, but then I saw something totally different from what the stereotype out there would be. That women could be just as good, okay, if not better, okay, at reliving the dream of heavy heavy machinery operations. And this is what's coming out of Reg the Redbird that they could laugh and, they could laugh and create and stuff. We're looking at our Sojourner Truths. We're looking at our Harry Tubman's, our Mary McLeod Bethune's, the future, and all of these things, okay? 
media, TV, and radio tell you and stuff, man, go out there, shake you behind. Go in the club and stuff. Go ahead, you know, give a give us some yak and everything. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't know where we're gonna go at the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? Where she might end up. That's the mentality of what the media wants people to believe. But Reggie the Redbird out there, you know, it's opened a lot of doors. It's like a jar of Vicks out there. You know what I'm saying? It's opened that nostril up. Okay, of mental the mentality. That you know, what I'm saying it can inspire to, for a lot of the sisters, a lot of mothers, to do more. I not only intend to just stop there in New York City. You know, I intend to go ahead and spread the word, the news, the knowledge, and everything to each and every city. You know, what I'm saying, and I'm not doing this for no validation as a Muslim. I realized that, you know, it is not what I, it's not, you know, my self-gratification. Forget my self-gratification. It's my contribution, okay, to the people. I see a problem in the education system where I want to do my part to try to better, okay? And I'm not just some guy out there that, you know what I'm saying, that's not the average brother out there. I'm not out there, you know what I'm saying, trying to, you know, look at a score, bend some woman over. It's not my style. You know what I'm saying? I'm an Overton. I'm an engineer. You know what I'm saying? And I see a lot of us out there, we have the potential. Once we are inspired, once we get that spark, we can go ahead and take back our land. And just like I explained, everything that could come about with the Reggie the Redbird, okay, without having to look out for handouts. I hear it a whole lot with the rest with the reparations situation, the restitution. Okay, when you know what I'm saying, we don't need to ask for a handout when we have the skills and everything to go ahead and get things ourselves. That's the, that's, that's their greatest fear, is you know what I'm saying, when we stop asking. And we go ahead and do for self. And we look at them like, we don't need your money. We don't need anything from y'all. That's when they go ahead and fear. Because now, you know what I'm saying, there is no more servitude. Okay? All the secrets and everything that they tried to keep from us has already been found. And we start this thing back up. And we go ahead and we, you know, we build and we take back our own. Okay? We don't even have to look to ask for them for nothing no more. Or after, or after, we don't have to listen to the dumb, daggone, dumbfounded things from Candace Owens or Kanye West, or you know, even have to worry about looking for government assistance. We ain't got to have our hands out because we can do it our own. We can go ahead and relive off of the land. We can go ahead and take that back door, okay, to regaining our sanctity, everything out there that we need that can build, okay, and stuff. We get our own stuff back. So once we cut that off, okay, once we cut that line off of dependency, their world will crumble because of stuff we're not, we're going to stop asking. If this right here with Reggie the Redbird, what I got going on, okay, this is a catalyst, a foundation out there that will go ahead and solidify the death nail 
of that going servitude. And we go ahead, we can get back what we once had. So, where do we go from here? You'll find me on YouTube under Daniel Lucas. You'll find me on Facebook, Daniel Lucas, okay? My uh, my profile pictures of that. Whoever remembers the movie The Warriors, okay? Uh, I got the figure of Cyrus, okay? For the Gramercy Rips, okay? I got the figure of Cyrus, okay? He's dressed, as that's how I usually dress, okay? With a thobe, a long shirt that's drenched all the way over my pants. Some, uh, you know what I'm saying, loafers. And stuff, hair slicked back. I got dreadlocks. My dreads reach all the way past my, you know what I'm saying, my my tuck cheeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, cloak and everything. I dress like that, too. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I'm in Thobe and Turban. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's what, that's what it is. And stuff. So, you can find me there. Uh, eventually Patreon and stuff. I will start a Patreon. I am on Instagram, Daniel Lucas. It's a 14. Uh, and you know what I'm saying? You can find me on those places. A lot of pictures. You see a lot of trains. It's a lot of trains. So those out there, you'd be like, hmm, wow, I never thought, never seen. Okay, never thought that, you know what I'm saying, this, this, this would happen. A brother out there we living. So, you know, it's not just John Henry's. Okay, it ain't just, you know what I'm saying, and stuff. You know, anybody out there, the big melanated brother stuff with the pickaxe or the mallet or whatever. But you also got, you know, the melanated brother out there that works, builds trains with his hands. You see a brother out there, yes, go rest and stuff, uh, chat with Brosman. So a lot of kids out there, stuff are heartbroken. A lot of kids out there seeing a superhero out there feel like he's no more. I don't feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still here. And so I make sure that everybody sees and inspired, inspired again. Okay, it ain't over. We're not finished yet. Still got a lot of work to do. I have a vision. I plan on using it. So go ahead and join me. Go ahead and see my work. Go ahead and be revived. You know what I'm saying? And stuff. Be inspired. There's a lot of things out there we can do. Start here. Somebody's got to be a leader. Somebody's got to be an inspiration. I don't mind being that inspiration. I'm going to go ahead and put this phone. I'm going to put this phone down. And stay tuned. You know, find me on Facebook. And hopefully I'll meet every each and every last one of y'all. You all have a blessed day. Okay. Again, let's be inspired. Let's build again. Shout out to Shana Jones. Shout out to Tanya Bray and everybody. You know what I'm saying? All right. Thanks. Reach out your hands and save our queens.